for our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. We hope you can join us to celebrate Reformation Day 2021 on October 30th in Louisville, Kentucky. The Mid-America Reformed Baptist Association of Churches invites you to a one-day conference featuring Pastor Sam Waldron, Ron Miller, and Ben Carlson, who will be speaking on Solus Christus, or the Doctrine of Salvation by Christ Alone. To learn how you can attend in person or via live stream, visit marbach.org slash Christalone. You are listening to Particular Pilgrims, stories from Reformed Baptist history with commentary. I'm your host, Ron Miller, pastor of Covenant Baptist Church of Clarksville, Tennessee, and a longtime student and collector of Particular Baptist history. We are on the Man of God Network, brought to you by Covenant Baptist Theological Seminary. I continue the story of Mistress Sarah White, the 15-year-old rescued by the grace of God in a time of great distress. Even after her conversion, her health struggles were many and severe. She was frail from weeks of barely eating and taking only a minimum of drink. Her stomach simply would not tolerate anything but water or broth. And so her family and friends were concerned that although she was now spiritually safe, physically she was in danger of wasting away to death. About two months after being in bed, she reported, quote, I am sore from the crown of my head to the foot. Also, she said, I am sore all over. I can neither hear nor see. It was to be many months before she recovered sight and hearing and strength enough to get out of bed and go outside her home. But spiritually, she was doing remarkably well. When she reported her physical pain, she also said, now I have my desire. I desired nothing but a crucified Christ, and I have him and nothing else. She went on, We should be as well content to bear the cross of Christ as the crown, for he was made perfect by suffering, and he had no sin. It was for us. Therefore, we should be content. Relief from the accusations of conscience was now found, and she gloried in the sovereign grace of God. She repeatedly confessed her sin of murmuring against God's seeming slowness in saving her, saying, quote, God's time is the best time. And so began a series of spoken reflections that were recorded by her pastor. They are of a remarkably mature spiritual quality, given the fact that Sarah was only 15 at the time. Some of these were thoughts on her own unworthiness and God's free grace. For example, quote, Nothing but free grace makes the difference between me and the devil. All is free, mercy free, and goodness free, and love free. The Lord proclaimed his own name. He called himself gracious, merciful, long-suffering. This quote showcases two things that are consistently found in her musings after her conversion. First, she has a storehouse of scripture at her mental fingertips. She wasn't using a Bible to read these passages. Remember, she was blind for much of this time. Instead, these verses were pulled from her memory. Pastor Jesse produced an index to the scriptures she references in her talks, and it goes on for several pages. 
Even when unsaved, her diligence in Bible study meant that many stories and verses were fixed in her mind. And so when the Holy Spirit enlightened her, there was a rich treasury of truth to draw upon. This enabled her to both rightly diagnose her need for Christ and then, after receiving him, make rapid spiritual progress. Secondly, it is clear that the sermons she regularly heard gave her a theological framework by which to understand both her experience and the scriptures. Puritan sermons weren't shallow, unstructured, or short, and her answers to challenging doctrinal questions and difficult cases of conscience show that she had grasped the system of truth in the Bible. Her speech is filled with the majesty of the true God, the person and work of Christ, the bankrupt situation of fallen men, and the glories of sovereign grace. She was discipled by these sermons, and at the, quote, time of love, their truth came alive within her. Given the extremity of her illnesses and sufferings of conscience, people flocked to see her after her conversion and recovery. Some, like her family and area pastors, came to rejoice at what God had done for her. Doctors came to interview her. The rich and famous came because this girl was a spectacle that couldn't be explained. Others came because they suspected she was something like a prophetess or even possessed. A few showed up to ask her difficult doctrinal questions in order to expose her as a fraud or heretic. Pastor Jesse was there for these also and recorded them. He noted the names of the well-known and wrote down the questions and answers of the challengers. She willingly answered questions of all kinds while admitting her lack of maturity and knowledge. Yet some of her answers would shame more than a few pastors today in their depth and wisdom. She confirmed the orthodox doctrines of the Trinity and the person and work of Christ, as well as the proper uses of the law. Under questioning, she denied universal redemption and free will while stating the truth of the free offer of the gospel. She denied her own perfection and looked forward to being glorified with Christ. But if a stranger came inquiring who was, quote, bad, to use Pastor Jesse's word, she would not answer. This was not a game to her. This was not about herself, fundamentally. As she put it, let them that have received Christ as the truth is in Jesus speak of nothing but the freeness of the love of God and of a full Christ to a nothing creature, and not of whimsies. She had no breath to waste on trivialities. Indeed, most of these words were spoken while struggling to gain her breath in a whisper. This book is filled with her spiritual reflections. Many of these were part of conversations with women who came for advice about their own spiritual despair and confusion. They knew she understood their condition. And as a teenage girl, she was approachable. There are many accounts of women who poured out their hearts to her and asked questions. Here are a few samples of what they called conferences. A young woman said, I'm darkened in understanding and I am tempted to believe there is no God nor no creation from God. 
Sarah answered, So it was with me. I was so tempted. The very creation, though, shows there is a God. And yet I could not believe it. The woman, Some kept a fast for me yesterday, and I remain as I was still. And so I am the more terrified that no prayers will be heard for me. Sarah answers, So it was with me. I was so terrified that there was no answer of prayers for me when many days were kept for me, but I was rather worse than better, for I knew no prayers should be heard for a damned creature. But the Lord's time is the best time to give an answer. Psalm 88, 9 and 16. The woman, I've resisted the spirit. Sarah, the day of sealing has not come. You cannot resist that work when he comes with power, else you would make God weaker than you. God brings you this way about and hides himself that you may seek him the more earnestly. The woman, it is not possible for a one such as I to find mercy. Sarah, God's thoughts are not your thoughts, nor God's ways your ways. Israel murmured, yet the rock followed them. So this rock will follow you in your wilderness. The woman, I am utterly lost. Sarah, not in his account. You must be lost in yourself that you may be found in him. He came to seek and to save that which was lost. Many more examples could be given of this kind of sympathetic scripture counseling done with women. Those who came were young and old, single and married. Even one more, that is, a young woman from Africa, came. What they had in common was an anxiousness, sometimes even a desperation for spiritual relief. Some of these, like Sarah, were helped by God, and others, at least while this story was written, continued to struggle. But Sarah kept quietly giving out the word of God to these young women for several years. Well, here are some lessons that I trust are obvious from the case of Mistress Sarah White. First, the Lord's power to save is greater than the hardest heart. Human despair does not disable God. Two, prayers should be continually made for even those people who seem to only grow worse in sin and misery. As Jesse said, the Lord may come in the last hour. Three, the training of our children in the scriptures may have tremendous spiritual benefit to them by God's grace. And fourthly, we are encouraged to comfort others with the comfort by which we have been comforted when opportunities arise. Thank you for listening today. This is Ron the Baptist wishing you grace and peace. Mm-hmm.